Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast once more. This is episode number 131. And it's entitled Stroke and Poke Your Clients to Keep You Sane with Hannah Smith. Very intriguing title. I'll come to that later. It was published on Thursday, the 6th of June, 2019. My name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England. And we won't be joined by David Wormsley from davidwormsley.com today because it's an interview and not a discussion episode. But before we get stuck into all that, just a couple of things. If you head over to the WPBuilds.com website, there's a bunch of links at the top of that. The first one I'm going to point your attention to is the subscribe link. Go there, sign up to our two newsletters. One will tell you about podcast and news episodes that we put out. And the other one will let you know about WordPress deals that we find out about as soon as we find out about them. There's also links to things like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the Facebook group of over 2,000 WordPress members. Got things on YouTube and so on and so forth. So I would encourage you to go over there if you want to keep informed about what we're doing. The next one is wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. And if you head over there, you'll find a whole ton of plugins and whatnot. Lots and lots of WordPress things with significant amounts off all year round. Those deals are available to you every day of the year, not Black Friday or any of that stuff. So if you're in the market for a plugin or something like that, go and check that page. We might have the one that you want. Forward slash contribute if you'd like to come on the podcast with me and show off something that you've done recently. And I will sit with you, do a screencast and then put it on our put it on our website. That would be very nice. And finally, forward slash advertise if you would like your product or service to be advertised on the WP Builds podcast and put in front of a wider audience. Somebody that did that was David Von Gries from the Page Builder Framework. Do you use a page builder to create your websites? Well, the Page Builder Framework is a mobile, responsive and lightning fast WordPress theme that works with Beaver Builder, Elementor, Breezy and other page builders. With its endless customization options in the WordPress customizer, it's the perfect fit for you or your agency. Go to wp-pagebuilderframework.com today. And we thank David for his support of the WP Builds podcast. One more thing that I forgot to say was every Monday now, we release a newsletter. We release that very early in the morning in the UK. Um, and it's me for about 10 or 15 minutes talking through the previous week's WordPress news. But if you head over on that day at 2 p.m. in the in the afternoon, UK time, I now put out a live webinar, if you like, where I have a few special guests on. So, for example, last week we had Dan Maybe and Paul Lacey and Vito Peleg, and we discussed the WordPress news, and it's very nice if, if people show up and contribute and write comments. I've been really enjoying that. Okay, let's move on to today's episode, Stroke and Poke Your Clients to Keep You Sane with Hannah Smith. So Hannah Smith I met at WordCamp in Manchester in 2018, and I attended a very similarly named talk that she did, and I was intrigued by the title. It's very interesting. Basically, it's all about the kinds of things that you can do to placate or to sort of massage your client into doing the right thing so that they know what your boundaries are, so you can stroke them endlessly and make them happy. But ultimately, is that good for your business? Will it get things done in a timely and profitable way? Or you can poke, in other words, kind of 
get back to them and say, look, no, this is not in scope. And we talk about around that subject. It's very, very interesting. If you're a freelancer or an agency owner, you've no doubt come across these kind of problems before, but it's a, an interesting and fresh take on it. And I hope that you gain something from it. Hello there again, and welcome to the WP Builds podcast. Today we have on the line all the way from Bristol, which is not far from where I live, considering some of the people that we've spoken to recently, all the way from Bristol in the United Kingdom, it's Hannah Smith. Hello, Hannah. Hi, Nathan. How are you doing? Yeah, we're good. Um, I, I say we're good, like both of us are fine, because obviously <laughs> there's this sort of slightly deceptive thing, like we haven't spoken for the last 57 minutes on Skype, <laughs> which we have. Um, I I got Hannah on the podcast today because I went to WordCamp in Manchester, where there was a whole variety of amazing speakers, one of which was was Hannah. And Hannah did a really interesting talk with a really, I kind of, I'm going to say clickbaity name. It was really great, the name of your talk. It got me interested. Tell us what you talked about, what it was called, Hannah. Um, well, I did a talk called Should I Poke the Bear or Stroke the Bear? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it does kind of riff riff quite nicely and run off the tongue quite nicely. Yeah. Um, and the talk was all about the importance of setting client expectations and how to do that. Right. Um, and also how to disagree with people um, as okay. well. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll come to that in a minute. First of all, I always think it's quite nice, even if it's just very brief. It's a bit um, normal, I suppose, to, to do this. But nevertheless, would you tell us about yourself, who you are, yeah. how, how long you've been in WordPress and so on and so forth? Yeah. I always love to hear other people's stories. Mm. I find it fascinating. Um, so, um, so I live in Bristol. You mentioned that already. I work as a freelancer. Um, I have a lot of different skill sets, um, so this might take a while, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'll try and keep it short and to the point. Um, so first and foremost, I work as a developer, full stack, so front end and back end. And these days I do specialize entirely in WordPress. Um, I'm a big fan of the community. I love being a part of the community. Um, and it's drawn me in entirely to the point where actually I, I'm very happy just focusing entirely on WordPress. Mm. Um, so that's a big part of my skill set. My background's in computer science, which I studied. I'm not going to tell you how long ago because that will give away important <laughs> facts about my age. But some, some time ago, let's just say CSS wasn't a thing. Okay, okay. Right, yeah. yeah, a little while back. Um, so that's an important skill set um, that I have. Uh, the other thing I do um, is really about management. So I've worked for a long time as a manager at a big government department called the Environment Agency. And I worked there for about eight years and I've always been fascinated in how people work together. Um, it, so I, I call that kind of management. It's a broad term. More specifically, I sort of help people manage projects, um, help them change things within their business. I've got a couple of really interesting pieces of work going on at the moment, helping people implement project management processes mm. or communication processes and frameworks. Really interesting stuff. Um, I do a lot of work around process management as well. So helping people figure out the, the order of steps that things need to be done in in order to achieve a certain aim. So do lots of kind of management stuff. Do you work mostly um, by yourself or do you work as part of a broader company or team now that you're now that you've stepped away from the environment agency, which is a huge, yeah. huge um I can say organization. I can't think of a better word in the United Kingdom. Are you yes. are you freelance now or do you attach yourself to another team mostly? No, I work entirely freelance. Mm. Um, 
I, I love the quality of life that it brings. Mm. Um, you know, not having to answer to a boss, I answer to me and my other half and, and sometimes the dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, I work entirely independently for myself, but there are a couple of agencies that I work continually with. Um, so I would consider myself very much part of their team. Okay. High Digital is one of them, um, where they wouldn't perhaps see me as a freelancer. Yeah. Uh, but but generally, yes, I do work independently and on my Todd. Okay. And I quite like that. Great. So let's talk about this talk that you gave in Manchester, yeah. which involves the word poking, stroking and bear <laughs> quite a lot. Uh, that was the thing which interested me. Uh, the, the title itself was compelling enough to to come along and have a listen, and the talk was great. So, first of all, you should probably lay out the the framework of w- why on earth did you use this metaphor? What are we talking about when we're talking about stroking and poking bears? Yeah. Uh, so before I get into the stroking and the poking of the bears and talking <laughs> about that, um, it's probably worth just as you said, they're laying out a couple of bits, uh, to, to, so it all it all makes sense. So. Um, the idea, in case anybody is is wondering, uh, the bear is your client. So it's an, an analogy for your client. Um, I love this analogy because bears take on so many different shapes and forms. Um, at one end of the spectrum, you've got a teddy bear, which you give to children to comfort them. And it's a very, you know, you can snuggle up to that bear and you get warm, fuzzy feelings from that bear. <laughs> and I love that idea because... For me, you know, when I have a client that I I really strike a chord with and I really enjoy working with, I have those warm, fuzzy feelings. I really, really, really love that client and really want to do my best for them and take them places with them with me um, and enjoy their successes and they enjoy mine. And and that's a lovely, a lovely thing. Um, So you've got one end of the spectrum and I think the analogy works really well there. The other end being that you know, if an ang- if a bear is angry or unhappy, it's massive and scary and could completely eat you. And <laughs> I think that analogy works really, really well. You have a spectrum of bears. Um, you you can have a happy bear, you can have a sad bear, and you, as the person that's working with that bear, has a lot to do with whether that bear is a happy bear or a scary bear. Mm-hmm. Um, the way you treat them, the way you work with them. Yes, some bears are innately scary and difficult to work with, and some bears are innately cuddly. Um, but yeah, so for me, that analogy really, really works. Mm. There's no one size fits all for your client. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it it was it was not lost on me as soon as you said <laughs> it. I was kind of yeah. oh yeah yeah that works yeah, and yeah. and we all do probably have experiences of both of those sides of things. Hopefully, more the cuddly, cute child bear as opposed to the scary bear but nevertheless okay so what what's so now we've worked out what the bear is yes poking and stroking go on poking and stroking so uh, this is this has been brought by the reason why i wanted to talk about this was something that uh, an experience i had working with an agency quite recently and the owner of this particular agency just couldn't say no Every request that came in from a client, no matter how ridiculous, was always met with a yes. Hmm. And, of course, the client is very, very, very happy when they're told yes. Um, 
and they go away feeling really happy. But of course, what happens is that that happiness turns to angriness and scariness when the the thing that they've been promised uh, is not delivered. Mm-hmm. So the poking and the stroking is that the stroking is this idea of saying yes, you know, and I, I, I'm a very visual person, I, I literally think of, you know, you've got a bear in front of you, and you're stroking the bear, and you're making the bear feel happy. Or, you know, you could even think of a dog or a cat, and the bear is purring, and very happy. And that's all very, very nice for the time being. Um, but there comes a point where that that stuff isn't going to happen. And, and the bear gets cross. So that's the idea of sort of stroking, is that very much pacifying saying yes, it's giving the client what they want. The poking thing is comes a little bit later down the line. And you imagine that something unforeseen or unpleasant occurs in a project. Well, poking the bear is then that idea of pushing back to the bear or saying no, essentially, or, or, or reestablishing some boundaries. And very, very often when those initial client requests come in, um, you have a choice. You can poke the bear or stroke the bear. You can say yes, you can stroke the bear, or you can poke the bear and say, no, do you know what, actually, I'm not happy with this request. Uh, there are reasons why I don't think it's it's quite right. Mm. Um, I like the idea of poking, because poking is something that makes you feel uncomfortable, but it doesn't hurt. Hmm. Um, you know, a, and I talked a lot in the talk about landing a well-aimed poke um, you know, if you think about being poked in the ribs, it does make you sit up. It does make you go, oh, and pay attention. Mm. But it's not a slap. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I really like the analogy for that, you know, stroking and poking. It, it, I think it puts the right message across that saying no is not a painful thing. Yeah. So th- you've obviously just drawn attention to something uh, in the fairly recent past, but presumably you've um, arrived at this this analogy um, over years of experience. I- is that the case that you've encountered times where you have been placatory and um, stroked the bear and, and it's all been fine from their point of view, but it just increases your levels of stress because you've... You've agreed to do a whole bunch of stuff which is possibly out of scope, possibly beyond your skill level, possibly financially no longer worthwhile and so on. And the opposite, you know, you've um, you've poked the bear and it's led to a better reestablishment of the, the relationship you've got. Have you got any um have you got any experiences where it, it worked possibly or didn't work in, in both ways? So you rattled off some nice examples there of um reasons uh, consequences of not pushing back or some examples you said um, you you might have regretted not pushing back because something was outside of your skill level or uh, to, to, they were asking too much of you in terms of number of hours of the day that you've got I think another really really common one that we all face as as people working with WordPress doing digital stuff is when clients ask you to do something and you just think it's a really bad idea. Ah yeah, good point. Yeah. And I think that's a really I think that's the one I see most conversation about with people going, "Oh, you know, this client asked me to do this, that and the other." And I think it's it's actually that um, that has made me really think more about poking and stroking. Mm. 
So I had uh, an example of that just last week. A client came along and said, I've got a mega menu. I was like, okay, mega menu's great. Love a mega menu. Um, can we put some pictures in the mega menu? Um, but at the same time, they also said, but we've, it's also uh, really unusable on tablets, but we want to add some pictures in. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, okay, so on the one hand, it's unusable because actually the mega menu is too long. But on the other hand, you want to add more content in. Now, this could have been an example where I just stroked the bear and went, sure thing. No worries. We'll just add the images in and then somehow magically figure out how 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 to then reduce the content mm. and instead I use this approach of setting expectations of pushing back and of, of really taking the time to talk them through the consequences I mocked them up a couple of little pictures um, and said you know well of course this is ultimately your decision but you could do this approach or actually you could ditch your ideas entirely um, and just try something else and the thing is with with poking, with pushing back, is it does take time. Mm. I think that's what um, one of the key things I really wanted to get across in the talk um, and across with this idea is that if you're under pressure and you're trying to do things too quickly, you won't get this right and it snowballs. Mm. So that was an example of kind of um, of getting it of getting it right. Um, but I don't think I've answered your question, have I? No, no, I think that's good. That, no, that was it. It was a good, good analogy. I was just wondering with this, the the whole sort of poking and stroking thing. Um, it kind of feels like there's a bit of a spectrum going on here. You know, it, it's neither. It's definitely not always do this or always do that. You know, you shouldn't always um, stroke the bear and placate them and give them what they no. want. And neither should you always, um, you know, prod back and say no. Because in the end, somewhere in the middle, I think, for me at least anyway, lies the happy medium. And it was interesting that you said just then, well, it's it's your project, but here's my advice. That That's one thing that I really do struggle with. I, I, I have an example, a little bit like yours, in that a client the other day wanted to put um, their Twitter feed into the footer of the website, which, you know, fine, that was okay, so I did it. And I put in the Twitter feed and I limited it to the, the two most recent posts. Mm -hmm. And they said, no, 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 we want 10. Um, I was like, okay, well, all right, let's uh, let's do that. And and in this situation, so I stroked the bear knowing that the outcome was going to be horrific. So I put 10 in, showed it to them again, and they were kind of like, oh, oh yeah, 10's too much, isn't it? That's far too long now because it made the footer about... Oh, yeah. I don't know. It made the footer an entire page all of its own. Um, and so that approach worked very well for me. I was able to say very quickly, OK, yeah, let's stroke the bear. Let's give them what they want. And then went straight back to them and, and at that point poked them. Yeah. So I, I did a bit yeah. of stroking, followed up by a bit of poking. But it's like you said, you did a few mock-ups. It's quite a lot of work sometimes to persuade them um, to come around to your thoughts. And again, it occurred to me that if you want to be successful with this stuff, it feels to me like you have to own the project like it's your own website so that you can see for yourself, look, this is not going to be good for your SEO. This is not going to be good for your um, usability. This mega menu is now utterly unusable. I can't use the website, you know, and pretend kind of it's my website. 
uh, and now it's unusable. No, nobody is going to be able to to use this. And then go back to the client and express it in those terms. What do you What do you think? Am I overdoing it there? I think that's a really, really interesting topic, and I had a very interesting point of view. I agree with some of what you've said and some I don't agree with some You're of You're stroking and poking, aren't I, I'm you? I'm stroking and poking <laughs> you at this very moment. How's that feeling? Um, <laughs> I think that all of us, when we care about what we do, we take enormous pride in our work. And mm. I know I'm one of those people. I don't want to take on a project that I feel the end result is is going to be rubbish. I want to succeed. And I want my clients to succeed. I want to put my name against things that I'm proud of. So, yes, sometimes I do put myself in my client's shoes and almost behave as though it's my own website. But it's not my own website. It Mm. is my client's business. It is my client's baby. So, you you know, you mentioned there about this spectrum. And I think that's absolutely right. I think that you, you need to balance things and you need to balance those ideas of I take pride in my work I want this to be really really good but also it's not my business Mm. I am being employed to provide a service and I think it's actually a little bit of a bugbear of mine where I hear and see developers banging on about how stupid their clients are for you know making xyz requests and you know gosh don't they know anything and Actually, that was another theme in the talk, um, was about the fact that you, as providing a technical service to someone, either as a developer, as a designer, as a copywriter, whatever, you are a guide, a jungle guide. And, okay, some bears live in the jungle, some don't. Fine. The analogy more or less works. Um, But you are a guide, and your bear might be in unfamiliar territory. And it is your job to guide them through that unfamiliar territory to get them to the results that they want. It's not your job to tell them what those end results should be. Mm. It's your job to help them figure out the journey for getting there. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, I was just going to say, in the example that I use of this Twitter feed, the the, the it was self-explanatory. It, it, as soon as they'd seen it, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. piece of guidance didn't fall on deaf ears. It was, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that's really obvious. But you're yeah. quite right. Very often um, I will explain something and the client will still uh, not wish it to be thus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've taken to kind of doing little videos because I'm very comfortable yeah. with doing videos and yeah. I use a service called Loom and okay. you click a button in the browser and you can send them a video within a matter of minutes and, and you know, it's quicker than writing an email. Often you can explain it by pointing and clicking and so on. It doesn't always work though, um, and, but I'm of the mind that eventually after you've explained it, if it doesn't meet with their requirements and they still want the thing that you probably were advising against i at that point probably am and i don't know if this is bad or not but i probably at that point just start stroking the bear if it's within the bounds of the project and i can do it so if it's feasible and economically fine and all in scope i don't usually dig my feet in and say no you can't have that um i'll just absolutely say yeah okay well we'll we'll do we'll do 10 in the twitter feed then if you like i don't think it'll look great but okay that's fine because like you said it's their it's their project it's not your own 
And I think I think that's absolutely right. I think as long as you feel that you have done your best to communicate mm. what it is that you're seeing, and communication is two way. Uh, it's you know, you know you've successfully communicated if you can see that they've understood what you're saying. Mm. If you try and communicate something um, that's important, you know, like you feel they're going down the wrong track of a project or um, it's a dubious decision that might have long-term consequences, mm. you need to check that they have actually understood what you're saying and they're not just under time pressure and they're just going, no, 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 uh, just, you know, I'm not listening. I, I don't have the bandwidth to take in what you're saying mm. and they're just ignoring your voice. So I think as long as you're sure that they have registered what you're saying, then then that's fine. It, it's on their head. Yeah. And as long as they understand the consequences, um, and you might say, look, I think there are some risks here, some things that might potentially go wrong. And depending on the size and scale of, of what it is they're asking for, you know, I have in the past taken the time to write it all down, the risks, and say, you know, okay, really happy to do this thing for you that you've asked for. Um, but just to reiterate, there are three things here that I think could potentially bite you later down the line with this. Here they are in writing. And then it, you're protecting yourself. If the worst case scenario does pop up, you can say, well, without the voice, but I told you so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got some comeback. I, um, I have to say at this point, I, I do believe there is an aeroplane above my house. I think there is. <laughs> it's unbelievably loud. The birds are freaking out. I've been looking out the window. So apologies for the sudden increase in noise. I have no idea what was going on there. Um, okay, I think so that must be your phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of these, um, all of these things so far, they kind of feel like they're they could go one way or the other. You know, um, yeah, all right, I, I can agree to that, or no, I don't think we should do that. But uh, they're not crucial. Let's move on to the stuff where it's it's absolutely black and white it's it is a it's a stroke or it's a poke so as an example um it might be okay you've used i've built your site it's done as far as i'm concerned the brief is met let's take this as an example mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. you want suddenly a ton more work um mm. you know this is it's out of scope it's out of bounds everything's been ticked off the only problem is i can't get you to pay me or sign off so this is a slightly different thing it's not about placating them because the footer looks right or the mega menu's wrong yeah. or what have you yeah. how do we how in your experience do we approach these kind of things where it's more binary where you you absolutely have to um stick your stick your finger out and give them a shove and give them a poke <laughs> Okay, well, let's, let's talk through that example of a piece of work that you've done. From your point of view, everything has been signed off that was in scope, but the project, the, 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 the client that you're working for is refusing to pay you. Was that the... Yeah, something, or, you know, just once more done before payment. That's yeah. uh, just the first example in my head. I think that's a great example because mm. it's a very common one for yep. all of us. So in that example... Um, you will struggle to poke that bear if you never set expectations up front right. about this kind of scenario. Good. It's a really, really common one. And, you know, my, the title of my talk was Poking or Stroking the Bear, A Guide to Setting Customer Expectations, because that's really what this is all about. If you set expectations with your client up front and made it very clear what 
sign off would mean, what completion would mean, then frankly, your client is being unreasonable if they refuse to, to pay or end the project. If the client is asking for more work, and oh, I mean, every project in the history of everything ever always has changed requirements within it. Mm. I, I've never done a single project yet where a client's come along and gone, I want X, Y, Z, and they've been right. I mean, that just doesn't happen. No. <laughs> never, never, never. So that is always something I address with a client before I start a piece of work with them, is how we will handle change and extra requirements. And again, you, mean, you, you mentioned that some of this stuff isn't black and white. Um, there are uh, a variety of approaches, and it will very much depend on the context of the project that you're working in. Um, but for example, I will often say to clients, I will often give them a little contingency budget within their quote. Oh, that's a so nice often, idea, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I really like this idea. I often give them a minimum and a maximum price. And I say to them up front, if you actually don't change your mind at all, and I deliver exactly the specification that we've got here, it's going to cost you, I don't know, £2,000, whatever, X price. But based on my experience of a freelancer, I am an experienced jungle guide. I know this territory. I know that with the best intentions, you will change your mind. Something unforeseen will happen. And and I will say to the client, if you don't believe me, I just need you to trust me on this. You will change your mind. And I've had clients before come back and be like, no, 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 I won't change my mind. I definitely want this. <laughs> and I laughed at them and just said, okay, trust me anyway, because you will. Um, and they did. So I also give a maximum price. I always give a range. Um, I always say, you know, based on the complexity of what you're asking for, uh, my experience level, your, how I perceive your skills or your knowledge of what you're asking me for, I will give them a maximum price. And that maximum price varies depending on, you know, some of the factors I just mentioned there. It could be 10% extra, it could be 30% extra. And I say to them, this is your contingency budget. If you don't change your mind, you're not going to need to spend any of this. But if you do change your mind, we will be dipping into this part of your budget. And I make them agree to, you know, uh, if they do change their mind, if, if change requests come in, and I'm very clear every time it does, I say, you know, this, this, uh, this change to your Twitter feed, for example, is a, is a change. Uh, we didn't have this in the scope. This will count against your budget. Are you sure you still want me to do it? That's a really neat, neat way of doing it. I'd, I'd never done that at all. I mean, I have a range of kind of options and they a la carte pick what they're going to pick and that, mm. that builds up the price. Mm. And then I write something like that. You know, I, I, there is, I can't remember the exact wording, but the text implies exactly that. You know, it, if we fulfill all of these criteria, it, it will cost that. And then I'm, I basically say anything out of scope we'll deal with after We've mm. done this site mm -hmm. as this specification illustrates, and then we'll do that on a on a on a new a new proposal basis. But I do mm. like your idea. I'm just wondering, as a client, do they ever come back to you and with that sort of cynical thought that the minimum no, they're not going to charge me the minimum price. They're absolutely going to charge me the maximum price. So, in other words, do they do they feel sometimes that your your real figure is the higher of the two? 
no one's ever been bold enough to challenge me face to face on that. I I I do often wonder if that's what's going through people's minds. Mm. Um, but for me, when I work with someone, it's very much about the quality of our relationship yep. as much as the quality of the technical work that I'm doing for that person. Yep. Um, I need that person. If we're going to go on this jungle journey together, I need this this bear to trust me. Um, mm. If at that outset I feel that they don't trust me or they, you know, if I get those vibes of cynicism or whatever, I might take a... a a, a view at that point just to not start the project and not do it that's really that, interesting the word mm, trust there because mm. let's assume that it's gone well and you've you've come in at somewhere below you know significantly below the higher figure but perhaps a little bit north of the um the lower figure that that's a you've generated a, an amount of trust there for free mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. because mm. you've you've not dipped into the higher budget and and especially if you're uh, if you allude to it in some, you know, at the point where the the, the invoice is being paid, you know, you, I don't know how you would do that in such a way so it didn't sound, you know, like you were promoting yourself. But you yeah. have, you've you've generated free trust by not taking the higher amount. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But, um, I mean, I am a very strong believer in honesty and transparency yeah. that's how, that's how i roll um, i think everyone should roll that way if everyone did i think the world would be a much nicer place mm. um if everyone could work like that um but yeah you're absolutely right when i always feel immensely proud when i do put the final invoice in and say yeah we didn't dip into any of that mm. well done you client mm. because often that is something to congratulate them on as well um, that they've been able to be disciplined or, you know, they, they did know what they wanted up front. Do you, um, sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, I mean, I, I just don't ever want that to sound patronising because that's not meant to be patronising, but I like to celebrate successes with people. You know? Do you yeah. do this, do you illustrate this contingency fund in text format only? You know, so when you send your proposal over, is this just written in text or are you are you on the phone talking about this? Are you on Skype or whatever? Do you communicate with them? Because I can imagine that it's the sort of thing that might get missed or might they might not perceive exactly what your intentions were. Are you very careful with the wording if it is only text? Ab- absolutely. And I would never express something like this only in text. Hmm. Um, you know, I mentioned to you, for me, working with my clients is, is a relationship. Um, I want to scope them out as much as they are probably scoping me out. Mm. It's, for me, it's a two-way thing. I need to know that I can work with this person um, and that they, they're going to deal with me fairly as well. Um, so that is the kind of thing I would absolutely have a, a verbal conversation about. Um, you know, I mentioned already that communication is has to be two-way. And part of that is making sure that your message is registered and understood. Um, and I don't know how really in writing I could ever be absolutely sure of that. Mm. Um, let's let's carry on with the, the conversation about the... Uh, I've forgotten the word for it now. The, the, the preamble, the bit where you're forewarning your client about the, the things that 
that you want them to be aware of, the things that could go wrong? What was the word you used? Um, expectations. Uh, yeah, of course. Expectations. Yeah. 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 Client yeah. expectations. What, apart from the financial stuff, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the project has got this figure, but it might go up to that, that figure, which I think is a great idea. Um, what, what, apart from the financial stuff, do you set out in your expectations? So over your years of doing project work, mm-hmm. what are the things that have gone wrong enough times that you've thought, right, Let's put that in the proposal and get that expectation set from the outset. Yeah, um, I think an absolute key one is their involvement and availability. Um, I have definitely learned over the years that some people just want to palm off their entire website to you. I had a client a little while ago. It was definitely a disaster project who, um, who was a friend. And I probably didn't really set expectations properly with them because I just assumed they were a friend and everything would be fine. It'll be good. Big mistake. Big mistake. I will never do that again. Um, They just thought we would have an initial meeting and then I would somehow magically do everything for them. Write the copy, choose the pictures, make it happen. And I mean, I, I can write copy. I'm okay at that, but it's not my business. You know, my voice is not the business owner's voice. Um, I don't know how to express their brand or express what they wanted. So I think being absolutely clear about that your client needs to be involved in this journey with you is super important and, and how you expect that to happen. Yeah, that's crucial. Well, yeah, it is brilliant. It is. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think I, a really interesting learning curve for me, and, and on our pre-chat, you mentioned this. I think it was in our pre-chat. Um, copy. I now will not start a website for a client until they give me the first draft of their copy. Hmm. I, I actually now point blank refuse because I need them to have really thought this stuff through up front. And that is from learning over the years that change is inevitable in a project And my job is to try and minimize the amount, as much of the change as possible. Mm. Copy is like the number one change, I think, change request. Do you, Um, when you say copy, do you mean simply text or do you also mean, I don't know, video assets or images or whatever? The entire suite of things which are going in the site. I, that's a really good. That's a really good point. Yes, I'm saying the word copy, but I do sort of mean content. Yeah. I think more. Yeah, content is good. A really good point. Um, so yeah, I mean that stuff because that stuff informs your design. It informs the functionality that you're putting in. It might inform the back end workflow. And so if the client hasn't thought really thought that through and can't give me okay, I think this copy, this will be the content on my homepage, the, the contact page, about page, my case studies, whatever, whatever. If they can't give me that up front, I think we're on a difficult track to start with because I feel like I'm working in the dark. Do you do, you do wireframes and things to give some some structure to their thinking you know so when we say a home page because we look at home pages all the time we know what that means we've probably got a very strong idea of where images might fit typically or where menus might fit and so on and so forth but do you the client they might have no idea so do you illustrate to them visually 
um, before they hand out the, the, the content to you? Do you say, okay, typically it'll go here and it's, you know, typically you want this bit to be 12 words long or this bit could be as long as you like and so on and so forth? Exactly, yeah. yeah. And I will take the time to do that. Um, absolutely. Interestingly, that the disaster project that I had with a friend that was that was fairly recently, I did all of that with them. I spent an entire day with them building the wireframes, uh, you know, talk, talking it through. I then sent them all to them after, after that day. And what I didn't do was check in with them and make sure that they'd seen the wireframes properly drawn up mm. and understood what, what that meant. I didn't do that. I just assumed that they would understand. And that was one of the, I think for me, the absolute, moment where I got that project absolutely wrong because I got silence from them they obviously hadn't bothered to open up the wireframes or really look at them or really engage them or really think them through so when I then built the website according to those wireframes they were really upset because it wasn't what they'd had in their head oh yeah yeah and I was like but we did wireframes. Yeah, we did that. Oh, how <laughs> can you see our, that one coming? <laughs> we spent a whole day on this. Like, how? How? And again, I mean, it was just a really important lesson that two way communication. Mm. I shouldn't have carried on with the work until I had heard back from them that they had rogered that, basically. Yes. yes. A really important lesson for me. Yes, a good point. Okay, so <laughs> we've got content let's call it content mm -hmm. instead of copy yes, we've got good. um we've got the the financial stuff that we mentioned earlier what else do you do in terms of expectations are there any other things that you've mocked up sufficiently that you now do it instinctively yeah. oh yeah oh. <laughs> how long have you got <laughs> a leading question yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i think i think the other really important thing that i've learned to be honest and upfront about is whether what they're asking for is easy or hard to me Yes. Um, obviously, as I've been working in the world of WordPress, it's been about what, four or five years, things that I found hard four years ago, I don't find hard now. Um, and of course, my rate has changed accordingly for that. Mm. There are still things, a project will come in and I'll still take the time to be upfront with them and say, look, it's going to be transparent here. Um, AMP integration is not something I've done. I know a bit about, I've played with it, but I haven't actually done it for real. So if a client came along to me at the moment and said, um, oh, AMP, accelerated mobile pages, in case anyone is, is not uh, yes, sure yes, what I yes. mean by that. Um, if a client came along and asked me to do that, I'd say, okay, sure. In theory, I think this is actually quite easy, but in practice, this might be hard because I haven't actually done it for myself before. Mm. So I'm just being upfront with you. I'm setting your expectations that you're going to have a bit of a bigger range on this particular piece of work. Mm. Um, if it's as easy as I think, it's going to be this lower price. If it's as hard as it, as it could be, you know, uh, it's, it's going to be this higher price. Um, and I'll never go beyond that higher price. I'll always make that higher price fair. You know, and accept that if it's a completely new feature, I will have to spend some time learning how to do it in my own time. Have you ever turned down work because you just thought this is too too difficult, for example, yeah. or this, this is too big for me? Absolutely. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. All the time I do that. Um, and 
it's lovely now to be in a position where I know lots of other people I can bump the work onto if I feel that it's good work. There's nothing worse than the stress that you get beginning a project realizing you actually have no idea how you're going to finish it and we're all I bet we're all guilty of that when we start out in this work you know you just take anything because it's hand to mouth and then you realize it's folly because it takes way more time and effort than you think and usually a lot of late nights and stress and anxiety Um, and this is a really interesting point Um, you sometimes have to trust yourself and have faith in yourself that you will figure it out and that you can do it. Mm. And I think that that is something that as you've become you become more experienced in the platform that you're working in or d- developing in, you start to have evidence to show yourself that you can do it. Mm. Um, you know, you say yes to things and you're like, I don't actually know exactly how to do this, but I can figure it out. Mm. And it's knowing yourself well enough to know where where that line is Mm. Um, and that line will constantly change as 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 you progress so I think it's important that you do say yes to things you don't know how to do and I don't want anyone to take away the message that you shouldn't do that but you just need to pick those moments wisely Mm. make sure you've got space and time to do it otherwise yeah it does kill your confidence and it can be really 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 sad for you uh not being able to succeed and make your client happy. Yeah, good points. Okay, so um, the the difficulty of the work, the the expectation about money, the expectation. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the other one was. We have we had three so far. Um, <laughs> any more? Um, oh, I think invo- their involvement. And oh, availability. that's right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know whether we've covered this bit sufficiently, but I think it's an important point. So I will um, say it. Um, it's that idea of making sure the client knows that there definitely will be some change in this project yes yes um i think i i talk about it as expecting pain um because change is painful when something comes up that you weren't expecting it it hurts um i mean i've done lots of years as a change manager um you know changing the structure of the environment agency was something i worked on for a really long time and it really 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 hurts to be doing that kind of level of change. Um, it's painful. It can be physically painful if it's done badly. So, or it can feel a bit more like a poke or a nudge, just a little ow, ooh, ow kind of thing. Um, so in terms of that upfront expectation setting, I always, it's almost like a lecture. <laughs> that yeah. I give a client. And just say, look, change is going to happen um expect it come into this with your eyes wide open expect that there are going to be moments in this piece of work where things feel painful and my job I will do my absolute best to make sure that that doesn't happen but or to make to to limit it or to to minimize that pain for you that's I see that as part of my role but there are going to be moments where we're going to have to have potentially some difficult conversations about things you want to do X, make your mega menu massive, uh, make, your mega men, meg, make your mega menu shorter, but add images in at the same time. There are going to be some painful moments that we're going to need to talk about stuff. Your business might change. Um, so, you, you know, you're basing your request for me to work with you on, on a piece of work on, on a certain set of assumptions that you know today. 
But businesses constantly change and evolve. So there might be some, something that really is out of your control that changes in your business that has a knock-on effect mm. on what we're doing here. I never do that. I really should do that. I think it's absolutely crucial because you set that, that tone for people and yeah. say, look, some difficult stuff's going to happen. We'll work on this together. Um, but I like, to, I like for clients not to be surprised. Yes. I think I'm working uh, on the basis that we're all happy at the beginning, you know, and let's keep yeah. the happiness going. Where, and so I never mentioned, and to be honest with you, it kind of never really even occurred to me to, to set that out as uh, at the beginning. Um, you know, I think I'm working more on the basis that when things go wrong, we'll address them at that point, but don't, don't allude to the fact that they are going to go wrong. But, but that's really clever because they always go wrong. You know, it's exactly what you said. You know, it's never, it's never exactly um, how it was envisioned at the beginning. There's always some form of poking at some point, even if yeah. it's something very trivial and minor. Yeah, very clever. Absolutely. I like it. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. just prime that bear. Mm. Make that bear know that at some point, I'm really sorry, but something will probably hurt. Yes, yeah um but let's work through it together yeah. and address it together it's a great analogy i love this idea of for a start the bear being the client that kind of tickled me um, <laughs> yeah, it makes uh, me laugh as yeah well. <laughs> yeah and then you know the idea of poking and straight such emotive language you know yeah. it's great um where can we find you if we want to take this chat a little bit further? Where where are we able to discover more about Hannah Smith? Where, where do you work? What's your email address, Twitter handle? It's entirely up to you what you want to tell us. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I love to chat with people. Um, I'm, I'm always open for someone saying hi and, 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 and striking up a conversation with me. Twitter, I'm on Twitter quite a lot. You'll find me under the handle of Han Opcam. Um, it's nice and short and it rhymes. Um, How's that so, spelled? H A N O P C A N. Perfect. Hanopcan. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn. I mean, LinkedIn, I look very professional on LinkedIn. Uh, I don't look very professional on Twitter. Always makes me laugh. Uh, these different <laughs> personas of Hannah Smith. Um, but you can find me on LinkedIn as well. So it'd be linkedin.com slash I N slash opcan o-p-c-a-n so you can find me there and i hang out as well on the uh, make wordpress uk slack channel as well okay. you'll find me han opcan on there so okay lots well, of ways yeah well thank you i mean hannah's been doing this as she said at the beginning for years and years and has run into all the problems that you know, you've probably had but maybe haven't got a um a, a thought on how to tackle it in the future and it's very much about getting out in front of the client before the project begins and Setting the expectations, the word that I forgot, get the expectations right from the beginning. So if your if your process isn't working for you or you're having problems, yeah, have a chat with have a chat with Hannah and see what see what we can do. Thank you, Hannah, for coming on today. Much appreciated. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's really fun to talk this stuff through. Yes. And to share some of my pain with other people. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that. Hannah Smith talking about poking and stroking bears. Fascinating analogy and really some some lovely information in there and some good takeaways if you're especially if you're new to this game or or if you just really needed a fresh pair of eyes to to look over the problems that you've been having in your agency and clients kind of getting in your way and asking too much of you. Very, very nice. Thanks, Hannah, for coming on the episode. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by WP and Up. 
One in four of us will be directly affected by mental health-related illness. WPNOP supports and promotes positive mental health within the WordPress community. This is achieved through mentorship, events, training and counselling. Please help enable WPNOP by visiting wpandop.org forward slash give. Okay, thanks for joining us today on the WP Builds podcast. I hope it was interesting and informative. Please join us on Monday when we've got two things. We'll have the WordPress weekly news, which I will read out if you like. And then later on in the day in our Facebook group, we will have a a set of guests talking over that news and hopefully giving some interesting insights. It's the kind of thing you could have on in the background whilst you work. If we don't see you then, please join us as we will be doing uh, the podcast again on Thursday. And we would love to have you back and join us thanks very much for joining us this week bye bye for now